Hello and welcome back to the Off The Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and as ever, Brad Morris. Now, before we get into this week's episode, make sure you like and subscribe whether you are listening to us on Apple, Spotify, or Acast itself. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at OffTCPod for all the latest news and stories. And it is the return of club football this weekend after, it seems like an age, but it's only been, what, two weeks? It's always been a nice break, in a way, because, as we've seen not been the best week for news really when you look at football wise it's been a, a shit show but we need a laugh again and we hope we can deliver that oh definitely so I mean just I mean the FA Cup weekend I know I usually despise it but after this past week I'll take anything in terms of uh, football to watch you should do it's the only thing your team have got left we'd still have the Champions League technically not for long <laughs> Um, Yeah, so we'll have a look back over some of the international action that has happened and then we'll get into our usual preview of the weekend's games. As I said, we've got the FA Cup action, we've got top games all over Europe and there's even been some managerial news that is definitely worth talking about this week. But let's start off over... Oh, it's definitely worth talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the international action that we've had over this past uh, couple of days and... For me, there's only one place to start because I was speaking to you it, uh, this morning and yesterday with the USA versus Honduras game. So for those that don't know, the game took place in Minnesota. So again, if you're not feel familiar with Minnesota in the US, this time of year from, I'd say, November through to late February, it's usually cold temperatures. And uh, their game on Wednesday evening, Thursday morning for us, took place in temperatures of minus 17 degrees Celsius or 1.4 Fahrenheit. I mean, that's fucking it's ridiculous. Not, it's inhuman. Mm. Now, this is coming from someone who has played in very low two degree temperatures on a Saturday morning at a very young age and been standing there freezing to death. How did these poor bastards get through this one? I mean, uh, some of the Honduras players didn't get through the whole 90 as they went off due to complaining about how cold it was. Yeah, just what an absolute shambles. Mm. And it really was because I didn't realise until I properly looked at this. It's the US that organised all this and they've Mm -hmm. clearly done this just to benefit them against the team that had no way of qualifying. (laughs) Exactly. So it's just like Honduras are one of the worst teams in the whole uh, CONCACAF qualifying. They've only got three points now from their 11 games with, I think, three left to go. So like you said, they had no chance of qualifying. So why on earth did get, uh, Greg Baralta, the US head coach, and the rest of the US team decide to play there? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, players were wearing thermal short uh, leggings type things thermal balaclavas balaclavas full balaclavas gloves like it was ridiculous what did they just do what I did on the Saturday morning just wear about five layers underneath looking like the Michelin man (laughs) Uh, yeah it's just like everyone said from uh, when this like uh, the stadiums was announced I think this was maybe late December, why on earth are we going to Minnesota? Because they know what the weather is going to be like in late January, early February for that uh, football game to be going on, because obviously it being an evening kickoff over there it's just going to be freezing cold and case in point proven yesterday minus 17 degrees Celsius that is yeah. The only stupid. people that can live in those temperatures are the people from Minnesota not people from Honduras who experience humid temperatures every time. Yeah, exactly. It's just ridiculous to see. I mean, why would you even think of playing in uh, weather conditions like that? I don't know. I mean, it's a weird one, and I'm sure it'll be looked into. Like Honduras, have they complained? Like, I haven't seen um, much. Really I haven't seen in anything terms of the from aftermath. Them. No, I haven't myself. But the whole thing just was wrong. 
Like it felt wrong mm. and it clearly looked wrong. Yeah. Uh, just for a quick like check on the weather in Honduras. Currently, it's 28 degrees Celsius in Honduras. Oh, stop it. You always also, want to go on holiday there, <laughs> like, Not a bad thing. They just could do a holiday. The complete... Like the complete disparity in the two temperatures is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, have they actually it, seen actually snow? Uh, maybe when they played Canada. I don't know where that was played. Whether that was in Canada, but then otherwise, no, probably At not. At least for that way, you'd think um, you to expect it. Yeah. But elsewhere, speaking of Canada in the CONCACAF uh, World Cup qualifying, they are on the verge of qualifying for this year's World Cup. Uh, they, I think, need just one or two more points and then they have qualified for it, looking absolutely phenomenal, even without their key player, Alfonso Davies. It's great to see Canada being on the verge of a World Cup. Yeah, they've, they've fallen into a golden generation, almost. Alfonso yeah. Davies leads that. One of the other names is Jonathan David, who's a Lil and he's always rumoured of like a bigger move every time you see him. Mm. Uh, i trying to remember yeah. another one. There's another one. I can't think of his name. Uh, I can't think who it is. There's myself. definitely I'm, more I'm than three. There's a good number. Of, they've got uh, a good pool of talent. Yeah, 100%. They've got a good uh, player talent at the minute and it's showing off how they're obviously the best out of the Conquer calf lot and definitely uh, going to be one of the teams that could potentially cause an upset later on this year when it comes to the World Cup because I don't think many teams will know what to expect from them. No, but also that talent will help them a lot. They'll be hoping for a good group, mm. obviously, from that. Uh, it's whether people know what to expect, as you said. Yeah. Um, so there's like, I think. One, one or two more match days I think March time the next international break so in about a month and a half I think that's the next like set of international breaks we're talking breaks. about them as if they're close but they, they're pretty much qualified aren't they oh yeah 100% um, it's going to be highly highly unlikely that they uh, don't qualify for it yep, um, um, we're going to talk teams that have qualified though do we go for Brazil? Because there was a highlight that I have to talk about. Did you see Philippe Coutinho's 30-yard screamer? I did. And what a absolute banger it was. I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's one of them where this team, Brazil team is making me believe in them again. And I don't know whether I should be. He's back. Hmm. He's back. That's the only conclusion I have from this. And if only he played for my club. Oh, wait, he does. Oh, it's, it's glorious stuff. The Villa are massive. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was a great 4-0 win for them against Paraguay. Um, could have been five, but uh, Vinicius Junior had his early goal ruled out. But yeah, that Brazil team is looking ever so frightening. I mean, you look at their lineup from that game. Edison in goal. He'll be definitely at the World Cup bar an injury. Alex Tellish, he's slowly getting that place at left back. Then you've got Thiago Silva and Marquinhos, guaranteed starters at centre half, unless obviously they get injured. Danny Alves, who's somehow in the uh, Brazil squad even at 38, is ridiculous. But not, if only Brazil are just thinking, what did England have so many right backs? We just want one. Hmm. Then the midfield three from that game, Coutinho, Fabinho, Lucas Paqueta, and then uh, the forward three. It was, it was better though, Vinicius. Coutinho hadn't been in the squad for ages before this one. He saw Villa and then he's straight back in. Mm. And then you've got Mateus Cunha, Rafinha and Vinicius up top. Like, that is crazy. And then you look at the bench they had as well. Did you even factor in Neymar in all that? Well, that's the fact. He wasn't even in there, was he? Exactly. So they have him to come back as well. They've got a good squad, and you look yeah the conditions they're going to be having at Qatar as well. Temperatures, does does it suit them? I mean, are they better? They they climatize better to it. You'd think. You have to say the South Americans will definitely get used to it better than the Europeans will. 
Um, and it is one of them where... Unless you're an American from Minnesota. Well, yes. It's one of them where I am kind of getting confident. I mean, out of the 15 games they've played Brazil, 39 points. It's just... The belief is slightly there. Um, there, Elsewhere... But they are just slightly below the Argentines, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, Argentina are on, what, a 39-match unbeaten run now? They're, they're glorious. Twen- they're almost at the yeah. perfect time, because then 20 this year, at, right now at this moment in time, I look at the form. It's a very early prediction, but Argentina, for me, are the current favourites. Oh, I don't think I could have a favourites this t- at this minute in time. I mean, obviously, you've got to put I mean, them yeah, up I've there. I've got a group of favourites. Okay, I've got a I was about to say, you can't group. just have one sole favourite this early on. I'll just look at Argentina right now, they're not losing. Oh, yeah. Messi, whether he's involved or not, will be desperate to finally win that World Cup. And mm. if he's got the team around him to do that, then it's going to happen. Which he currently does because, uh, again, just absolutely good performance from them. Beat Colombia 1-0, obviously... It's not obviously a bigger scoreline as the uh, Brazil match, but Colombia are a much tougher opponent. And that squad they played, Emi Martinez, uh, Latara Martinez, Angel Di Maria, Gio Lo Celso. It's just, it's such a squad depth. And then you had Dabala coming off the bench, Emi Buendia coming off for his debut as well. It's such a deep, deep squad as well, like Brazil. Do they factor in Julian Alvarez? Uh, he yeah he was amongst the team but he didn't come on in their game against Colombia but it's still a crazy crazy team I say strong squads all start from the back my goalkeeper is the best (laughs) it's just I mean even if you go back a few days before they line up against Chile so Martin is in goal then you got Nico Tagliafico, Lissandra Martinez, Nicolas Otamendi, and Nahul Molina. Like, it's such a solid, solid team. And I understand why you have them in a bracket of favourites. I don't think I have a sole favourite just yet for the tournament. I feel like this international break, actually, while we bemoaned it at the start, it was a good time to scout the South American teams and the North mm-hmm. American teams as well. There's quality. Yeah. Oh, 100% there has yeah, been. And probably in a better position than they have been for a little while. Yeah. Can I end um, the South American international talk with probably the highlight of the whole thing? And it was, did you see the clip of, it was a post-match interview that a Colombian player was giving? And obviously this was going on during Argentina parading the Copa America trophy around the stadium. No, I hadn't. <laughs> so, picture, so as you can see me now, for the listeners' yeah. benefits, it's like how you see me on a Zoom call right now, giving the players giving yeah. the interview. And just in the corner, who comes into shot in the distance, going crazy with the trophy? No idea. My shit house goalkeeper. <laughs> oh, this is just. Honestly, look it... this up. This guy, I love him. He's the shit ass I've been crying for at Aston Villa Football Club for all my life. <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. He does seem like a good character. Um, but yeah, like you said, this really has given me uh, such good positive vibes looking at South American football because obviously we haven't seen much of it uh, due to like time zones and other games going on for us. So... Yeah, it is uh, quite decent to see that uh, that is happening over in South America. And like we said, we now don't have any more international games until uh, February. So that means we can turn our attention... We're in February. Um, (laughs) March, sorry, March, 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 March. Uh, We don't have to talk about it until March because it's FA Cup weekend. Yes, talk of glory. Yes. Yeah, FA Cup fourth round weekend... This is happening, and our boys are back. <laughs> Not only get amidst the Harriers, welcome the massive 
West Ham United to Agra Stadium. Yeah, lunchtime kickoff on Saturday on the TV as well. It's just going to be absolutely beautiful to see. I mean, it's going to be beautiful, but no we ex- can't see. We've decided well, yeah. to go and watch a WSL fixture instead. You decided. I, I, you wanted to. I did I this for you, it. remember? Mm, I may be putting the blame on you. Anyway, anyway, yeah, uh, Killing Instant. No one expected them to beat Reading in the third round. Probably the biggest upset of the whole third round uh, back in January. Uh, they've not done too bad since in league form. Done quite well. And I think if there is the potential for Russell Penside to potentially cause another upset. God, I hope so. And if anyone's expecting a part two to have been released, I'm sorry, it didn't happen. All you have to do is go back and watch the cut run. Yes. Uh, it is, in the description. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a video go to worth watching. Um, the FA Cup on a whole, it's going to be um, quite interesting to see because, like you say, Premier League teams haven't been involved in action since before the end of January. Then uh, Championship and lower were playing this past weekend and I think some teams played in midweek to do their catch-up games so do these lower league teams actually have more chance of a upset because of that? I don't really know if I'm honest I don't think so but I think I think you'll see a lot more teams change it up because obviously if they're welcoming back South American players they're not going to throw them in mm. I mean uh, just taking Manchester United for instance um Eddie Cavani isn't going to be involved. Alex Tellers didn't get back until the early hours of Thursday morning. What did we see, like four defenders? Um, Baye, Tellers. Did I say, yeah, Baye's out. Is it Lindelof out? Lindelof was ill, he said in his press conference earlier on today for us. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you needed to sign defenders in January. I mean, we spoke about this on going to extra time. United weren't ever going to sign players this with transfer window so we can beat around the bush but it wasn't your gonna depth happen. is shite <laughs> your depth is crap nah we'll be fine well you think about it we'll have Shaw left back we'll be saying that Friday night though oh, true uh, Shaw Maguire Varane and Wamba Secker or Diogo Delo will be our back four it's a nightmare isn't it nah <laughs> I'm more than confident uh, in Manchester United. I mean, no disrespect to Middlesbrough, but there is more confidence from me going into this game than uh, I would have done. Are you sure you're confident? Do you remember who the Middlesbrough manager is? Chris Wilder. Mm, Do you remember the last time that he visited Old Trafford? No, because it seems like a long time ago. You don't remember the last time you played Sheffield United and what happened? Is it the controversial game that they ended up winning 2-1 and we had a goal ruled out even though it shouldn't have been ruled out controversial he says well it was the referee even came out afterwards and said the Man United goal shouldn't have been ruled out so shouldn't even matter you don't lose to Sheffield United yeah but it's we're poor or were poor at the time you were the first team to lose to them (laughs) (laughs) anyway I have um, some faith and I'm hoping United can put to bed uh, all the bad stuff that has been surrounding the club uh, this past week, obviously, for legal reasons, we cannot discuss that. Um, elsewhere in the FA Cup... Can we still call him a knob, though? No. Legal reasons. I mean, I've done it now, so it's done. Oh, yes. Um, any other FA Cup ties this weekend that interest you? I very. I think people should be very intrigued about the other non-league team involved. Boreham Wood are travelling down south to AFC Bournemouth, I'm who are obviously, I want to say, the second in the Championship. No, that's Blackburn. They're is it Blackburn? Third. I'll get confused which one is. It changes all the time. It's the championship. Yeah, they're third. Um, I mean, they do have a game in hand over Blackburn, so you can technically class them as third if they were to win that or get a point. But yeah, um, Bournemouth would, again, a non-league side, potentially uh, doing an upset. I think the hard bit for them, though, is, although it's not as bad as a travel as some games in the past they happen to go all the way down to the south coast on a Sunday evening is not what any team wants like half it's six not, on a Sunday it's not ideal but I think no I think Bora Wood though will still be favourite just because of the time they're not going to go oh, 
doesn't say great, does it? This is massive yeah. for them. Oh, 100%. I you mean, can expect them to take a good number as well, even if the stadium's a lot smaller. Yeah. I mean, they're currently fifth in the National League. It's close at the top of that uh, league, which obviously we don't really look too much into. But um, I think in the future, we're definitely going to have to take the National League into context because that is cracking just having a look at this now. Uh, apart from Dover, who have been had in points uh, deductions and uh, have only won this one all season. Anyway, um, yeah, I think Bournemouth will, like you say, be fully up for the fight of the Cup and I wouldn't rule out uh, upset there. That I wouldn't. And I also think that people should keep an eye on Manchester City versus Fulham. It is the top of the Premier League versus the top of the Championship. Mm. Um. Yeah, two teams that know how to find the back of the net very easily. Um, that's safe to say. I, I know as much respect as I want to give to Fulham, and they're most likely going to be the Championship winners this season. I, I think this Man City team are going to be too strong for them. Yeah, it's like we hope this up as it is, but then you remember what Fulham do when they're in the Premier League. And it's yeah. like they forget how good they were the Championship. Like all their uh, championship I still quality. I still it depends how bad City come and take this. Like, what squad are they going to put out? Although I say that their B team is still unreal. Yeah, I was about to say, a predicting Pep Guardiola squad is mission impossible, and B their backup to their starters is phenomenal. So, yeah, I'm not going to try and do any predictions uh, in that lineup. But yeah, definitely. If if City go for somewhat of a weakened side, I could see Fulham nicking something later on. But I think most of my money would be on uh, Man City to win that game. It would be because that's just the safe bet, mm. isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot more standout fixtures, but uh, not really enough time to go through them all. I think whatever I'd say is Liverpool Cardiff. We don't really need to go into too much of a detail on that. Yeah, uh, that's the early kickoff on Sunday. Uh, I don't know what to expect from Liverpool. I really don't, because obviously they're still going to be missing. Is he going to go for it? No. I, I genuinely think his main attention is trying to catch Man City in the league. And I think anything else is just an added bonus, if you ask me. It's not that, but does that matter if a Man City like carry on? Like It really doesn't in the scheme of things. Oh, well, yeah. But... It's one of them where you're still missing a few key players. I don't know whether their new signing uh, is even in the country yet, because obviously he's been away with Colombia on international duty. So I don't know, again... You would gather that was a no then? Yeah. Unless he's only just come back. He'd probably be a bench player, if anything, if they wanted to put him straight in. Yeah, so um, again, it's another one like Man City. I'm not too sure as to what the lineup uh, could potentially be. And then Cardiff obviously aren't having the best of seasons in the Championship down in 20th place. But hey, if they come up against a weakened Liverpool team, then they're definitely going to be one that could bite at the ankles of the big giants. It's the magic of the cup, who knows? Exactly. Don't say exactly like you believe it. You haven't believed it for years. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm just chanting absolute waffle here. Uh, and now they've all turned off listening. Yes. <laughs> but hey, at least there's Premier League action to look forward to as well. I mean, you say to look forward to, let's be honest. It's Burnley versus Watford. Oh, no, shush, shush, shush. We have to hope this now. This is our job. Good one, then. Because how can you not have this? It's Burnley versus Watford in the ultimate relegation six-pointer. So many interesting factors to this. Roy Hodgson's first game as Watford manager. Front and centre. Bang. Burnley. I've got a new top striker to replace Chris Wood. Here comes White Wayhorst. Bang. Okay. And you're expected me to get excited for this. Why? No, I'm not. Because, of course, it's Burnley versus Watford. I was joking. <laughs> like... Yes, I mean... But, uh, those interesting factors are still there, but it's Burnley versus Watford, isn't it? Yeah. It's Deutsch Ball versus Hodgson Ball. 
on a Saturday night. <laughs> Makes you want to stay in for the night, doesn't it? I mean, I feel any, I feel sorry for anyone going up to Turf Moor for this game. Jesus. The best thing is I'll fuck that as an owl on the football. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that sort of joke would come out from you there. Very, very uh, cheap joke. Roy's been making all the jokes himself this week. Have you seen the quote that he gave at his press conference? I partially saw something about it being like some mermaid-related stuff. I just got confused. It's a good thing I wrote the full quote, Dan, because Roy Hodgson spoke. It was the siren call from the mermaid as the sailor passes by on his ship. That's him talking about Watford's approach to Strange, but sure, whatever. I've, I've got a question here. When you're trying to interpret it, is he the mermaid or the sailor? Like, which role is he in this? <laughs> I think by the time we've deciphered that, they'll be on to their next manager. <laughs> because I'm <laughs> confused by it. Oh, God. Weird man. Yeah, very weird man. Nice to see him back there. But no, if you want to watch Burnley Wofford, go ahead. Just mm. um, Another new manager that will be taking over um, soon is Frank Lampard. Obviously, he was appointed at the start of the week uh, as Everton manager. Uh, they aren't in a fake week action this weekend, are they? Yes, they are. No, no, no. Yeah, they are. No, no, they are. They are. They are. Yeah. Saturday afternoon against Brentford. Um, obviously, today for... Should be tasty. Today for us uh, recording, they announced that Ashley Cole's a part of his backroom staff. He's obviously got Big Dunk there as well. Paul Clement as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's building an interesting team uh, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how they get on now for the rest of this season. Yeah, it's interesting. I think people always find it weird when you see a manager of a, a Lampard and a Gerrard come in. We look at it, well, they're a bit inexperienced, but to a footballer, like a Deli Alley, for instance, it's massive. Yeah. This is one of their idols that they're now working on, Dan. You could see it from the video if you saw that one, Alley and Lampard meeting up. Mm. Like, he's he clearly, he's ready for it. Although, it was quite funny when I then saw the meme. Like, there was the one image of Deli Alley, comes into Everton, and then second image, Lampard tells him they're in a relegation battle. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, like I said on uh, our other show, going to extra time earlier on this week, it's one that, a partnership that could flourish. Like, I think it could work so well, Ali under Lampard, as well as Danny van der Beek as well. Well, you'll be hoping for van der Beek to come good. Yes. That is, if he goes back. He will do. Don't worry. Well, they'll be dragging him back, or kicking and screaming, No! Don't make me go back there! <laughs> I mean, he's got no choice. He has to go back. Literally. If it's a good boy. Can't do. Not part of the loan deal. I mean, they could attempt to buy him I'm in the summer. I'm pretty sure they could still, like, attempt to buy him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, there's no rule. They can, no, you can't buy him. That's... Yeah, they could technically put in a rule. Man United seen that. That's some weird contracts, negotiations that Everson have allowed to happen. Yes. Um, right. Should we head on to the championship and below? Because there's been some managerial news there this week. No, because I actually want to save that for later. Instead, I want to talk AFCON. Okay. Um, At least attempt to talk AFCON. <laughs> well, yeah, because the other semi-final is still going on as we speak. And it's nil-nil with we five minutes We should have said, like, we're recording this Thursday night. This is obviously going out on the Friday. Cabaret in Egypt is currently in the 85th minute. It's nil-nil. Yeah, so we're going to try and talk about Sunday's game without knowing who the other finalist is. We could at least talk about Senegal. Yeah. Um, beating Burkina Faso 3-1. Uh, Sadio Mane not having to do as much of all the work, although he did score an assist, so... Hey, you never know. Could Senegal potentially win this, or are you saying a winner coming from the other fin- uh, semi-final? Well, I've, I've, every time we've been speaking, after the last half an hour, I've been glancing towards it, and Jesus Christ, the quality of this game is... A shambles. <laughs> this is horrendous mm. for what I'm seeing. Senegal have looked good. Have they had to beat anyone of the quality of the two teams I'm supposed to be watching right now? <laughs> At least I've been told their quality. 
they said it was about they're looking to finally win this tournament. I don't believe they've won it before. Apparently, from what I've seen, Mane's done well. He's mm. scored some pretty big goals as well. He's he's begging for Egypt to come for it so he can take and on run him his all the way back to Liverpool with a trophy in his <laughs> back pocket as well. Because like, the meetings will be awkward, and he's just there with his winner's medal. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, and then he'll be like to Salah, "See." Jurgen Klopp bought Luis Diaz to replace you, not me. I'm staying. I'm not going fucking anywhere. Oh, what's that? Mo, you've failed your destiny. <laughs> yeah. It just comes in one day. Champion. <laughs> <laughs> the playing, playing world home. We are the champions by Queen Blaze. <laughs> oh, gosh. That would be funny to see. Um, but, yeah. Do you think they would get the same playing rod as well? <laughs> that would, yes. You wouldn't want to be on that if you'd lost. No. But, hey, hello, what can you do? Not a lot. Just Jurgen Klopp first before the game. Yeah, uh, whichever team loses, the one is sold. Okay, boom. <laughs> Pure carnage. It would turn into... Uh, you know that old school... Like, them Nike ads where it was like uh, the Mercurial gang versus like the... Tiempos or the yeah, uh, stop the it. Those, those are the good days. You remind me of get those just days that never happen. Nah. Yeah, that's what it will end up being like. But at this rate, we don't know if Egypt are going to make the final because, like we said, we're into the final few minutes and we look like we're about to go to extra time. So I've not set a proper chance. This game has been awful. Well, I mean, just having a quick look at the stats, there's been four shots on target out of a possible. 11 so well I'm now watching Carlos Queiroz having a moan about time wasting which is odd considering where he's come from yes um, I'm just going to try and segue would you know something about that <laughs> what no <laughs> Carlos Queiroz time wasting could never be me could never have done it at Man United no, no. Speaking of Carlos Quiroz, Man United, and someone who doesn't like him very much, Roy Keane has been in the world of footballing talks to return to management, surprisingly, this week. Uh, he's been heavily linked with the... You couldn't let me have a moment with that one, could you? <laughs> you had to bring it up. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But in talks with... What is it? I'll feel sad if he gets it. Why? I'll feel good. Less punditry. Yeah. Mick Richards isn't going to have anyone to banter with. No, well, actually, I have a different... Plan. Sorry, sorry, I've got to say, I'm now watching it. Carlos Chaos is threatening to fight someone. <laughs> <laughs> Again, doesn't surprise me with Carlos Quiroz. I think he's been sent off as well. As, he's just, yeah, he's just been sent off. <laughs> he's just been sent off. Doesn't, what a guy. Doesn't surprise me with that man. Um, is he making a late push for the free to jury? That is quite something award. Yes. Because I don't have anything for that anyway. I mean, I'm the one seeing it, but it's a good thing I do. And I had this Roy Keane stuff as part of it, but you've taken it away from me now. I'm going to pitch this. So Sky cover League One games sometimes. Very occasionally. I want Micah Richards' touchline interview. I mean, we don't have touchline interviews happening. Like, do you mean like a mid-game in like during the game, like you have in American sports? You know what I mean? The, the, the interviews because they have them like pitch side now, or now they've started to go back in the dressing room. Mm. Remember, we saw Gary Neville interview Patrick Vieira the one time for when it was Palace Brighton. Yes, I think it was because they all know that the Neville Vieira thing is obviously one that they like. And I just, I just want Roy Keane ready for his like pre-match interview, and in comes like it just, oh hey there, Roy. He's like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing here? Just notices. Oh, gee, you're joking. Are you joking me? Really? Wait, why do I sound Geordie? <laughs> I went Geordie, not Irish. There, that was a bad impression. Anyway, um, I didn't try to do an accent. If he did, on I don't know. Um, we're gonna talk. He just about walks the team off. In... Like, he doesn't ignite Michael. <laughs> just says, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me with Roy Keane. Uh, interesting to see yeah, how. Seriously, I'd hope on. he doesn't get it. I, I hope he doesn't get it. And I think Sunderland, but I don't think they would. I mean, I think they would. I it, 
it's written in the stars for Roy to return there. I mean, if you think about his last tenure there, he won them uh, their most recent like trophy, I believe, unless they won something else. Did they win an EFL trophy since? I'm pretty sure they got promoted. Yeah, but that's not a trophy in that sense. Like, I'm sure getting promoted. The they won. Been... Could have swore they won it. They got promoted. So getting promoted is still a success. How dare you? Anyway, um, I don't know whether Kino gets it. It'll be I'm not one to predict. Um, right, let's head on to the European fixtures now, because we actually do have some decent games to look forward to this weekend. I'll start off over in Spain this weekend, and the big match for all people to pay attention to is on Sunday afternoon between Barcelona and Atletico Madrid, um, fourth versus fifth. Barcelona win that they get back into the Champions League race um, obviously they would take fourth place and the signings Barcelona have made this past January we spoke about Ferran Torres Dani Alves on uh, going to extra time and briefly Aubameyang but it hadn't been confirmed at the time obviously Aubameyang has since been confirmed Adama Traore as well I don't know whether them two are going to be involved in this weekend's game uh, but yeah, it's because they've got a whole new front line. Yep. Like what you do, look, they've gone from Memphis Depay and Luke De Jong to a potential front three of Aubameyang, Ferran Torres, and Adama Traore. Yeah, I mean, the last game they had. Poor De Jong, Anthony Fat is not going to get a game. <laughs> I mean, fortunately for him, he's injured at this minute in time, so. Oh, he's. Swings and runs. He's hardly counting his blessing, is he? He's injured. Poor guy. Oh, yeah. Mm, um, and obviously Atletico are in a bit of a downward weird spiral at the minute this season are really far off it we spoke about them in our last proper podcast not the transfer stuff earlier on this week how weird they've been so I think this is one that uh, is definitely worth watching this weekend and then it is uh, yeah. sorry I need to again because the Egypt like, staff on the bench are losing their minds Oh. The assistant's now just been booked and he's close to being sent off as well. <laughs> <laughs> They've fallen oh, apart. Like, no, no, they've got extra time. Who's going to give them the team's hawk? <laughs> Mo Salah will do it all by himself. He, well, he probably have to. Poor Trezeguet's going to have to do it. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, uh, league leaders Sorry, Real Madrid... Carry on. <laughs> uh, league leaders Real Madrid, they play host to Granada this weekend... And second place, Sevilla, they travel to Osasuna on Saturday evening. Over in Germany this weekend, it's very interesting. Two games that I have uh, scheduled to definitely keep an eye out. We have Bayern Munich versus RB Leipzig on Saturday evening. Uh, First versus sixth. I think it's always a good battle between them two sides. And then Sunday lunchtime. Borussia Dortmund versus Bayer Leverkusen is definitely a tasty game. Second versus third, and all at stake to play for in that one. We then head over to France this weekend. We have Monaco versus Lyon on Saturday. Obviously, it doesn't have the same feel as it used to do, but it's still uh, one to pay interest to. And then PSG, they travel to Lille on Sunday. Uh, now, obviously, if this was this time last season, We'd obviously be talking about how good of a game it is, but obviously Lille have fallen away at the wayside this season. And finally, Italy. Yes, yes, yes. My One of my favourite games of all time in football history is this weekend. The Milan derby. Internationale versus AC Milan. On Saturday evening, I'm here for it. I'm here for it as well, considering that they're both in the top two, aren't they? Top three. That's double check they were. Top three still. Like it's nice to see this derby now have quality to it. Yeah. Uh other good games we've got this weekend. We have Fiorentina versus Lazio. Regardless of how those two teams are going this season, I mean they are currently level on points thirty six apiece. It's always a good uh, battle between them two. And Juventus play host to Hellas Verona on Sunday evening so a lot of good games to look forward to across the European leagues this weekend if you aren't a fan of the FA Cup 
but you should be a fan of, of the FA Cup. It's glorious. Yeah. Um, just while I speak on European stuff, uh, I don't know whether you've seen this past week that uh, BT have been in talks with uh, Discovery to sell their like yeah. rights. Yeah. I would say that it's now a 50-50 venture between the two. So Discovery yeah. own Eurosport. So what would happen, I think, is they come together. Like uh, quite a while now we've seen the zone links and then all of a sudden that deals off and now discovery yeah. are the ones that are close yeah um so what i've seen is that the zone were outpriced by discovery and uh that's why it's now going to be like a 50 50 battle and they're hoping to announce it within the second quarter of this year so from may onwards really yeah and admittedly there's not that much for difference yeah the channels will come together but discovery also have their own streaming service which i don't believe is available over here or at least i've not seen that it's available over here i think that's how the olympics were shown over here last summer was it that's why it sounded familiar yeah the olympics were on discovery yeah. I mean, why would you doing that it was on telly for free uh, i don't know how much of it actually was on the bbc well there should have been some of it and yeah I don't know. I don't know too much into that. I, but what I do know a lot into is the best segue of this whole podcast, can I? Yeah. My word! That is quite something! I don't know, Jeff, has it? I do not believe what I've just seen! I'm watching the, the end of this game. I just want to give it to Egypt. I just want to give it to Egypt. Can I give that that is quite a big award to Egypt? Although, because their reactions are fantastic. And I've seen the reason why they're reacting. And it's honestly the most blatant corruption I think I've ever seen. <laughs> they're running down the wing and the ball the... clearly hits a Cameroon player. And it's given mm. as a Cameroon throw-in. <laughs> and then Kieros has just lost it. And then there was a bit, as the full-time whistle went, Mo Salah is having a go at the referee and he looks like he's about to be sent off as well until someone drags him away. <laughs> oh, God, I'm burning it. Um, oh, remarkable. But uh, I have two nominations. Or technically, I have one that is the winner by default and I just wanted to put, can I, can I put Steve Bruce becoming the West Brom manager in this? I mean, you can do whatever you want, but sure. I can, it's my podcast. Like, this is beautiful news. Unless you're a West Brom fan, that is. Let's make that clear. Because it's... Oh, it's such a shit appointment. <laughs> it's the... Oh, it's so glorious. You were asking for attacking, attractive football, and you've gone for the exact opposite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, like just, do you think he's just gone backwards? at this point do you think he's backwards or right? and that's before they've even kicked the ball hmm. and also do you think he's gathered at this point that there is a Greggs and McDonald's nearby as well oh yeah he's definitely had a tour around the ground because tour of the Greggs as well that, yeah for those that don't know it's both are within 30 seconds if that's of the stadium I would say 30 already, seconds of the centre circle there is literally the meme now already someone's got the map or like Google Maps of the, the Hawthorne zone they say that the Greggs is two minutes away mm. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant I mean, shall I get to the actual award winner go on then because let's face it, it was obvious the second I heard about this story have you seen that Roberto Carlos has signed up to play for a pub team from Shropshire this weekend. I have done. So it was a campaign that eBay did um, where both a men and women's team could sign. The men's team could sign Roberto Carlos and the women's team could sign any Aluko for one game and they've both been signed up. Like Roberto uh, Carlos and your Sunday league team. Well, imagine the opponent you turn up you don't think about it because obviously say if you don't check social media and you just turn up and then you're seeing Roberto Carlos 
the Roberto Carlos just, who scored possibly just, the greatest You just see the walk in, in and then yeah, you're on your knee, you're doing your boots, and then you just just see some guy comes past you from the other series. Hola, so, well, well, I got it. <laughs> Wait, we've got. Oh, Wait, is that Roberto right? Carlos? Hang on, hang on. Check his age. He's not alright. He's not he cockney. Say, these these teams are from Shrewsbury, so they're not going to be cockneys, like you've just done. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what people from Shrewsbury sound like. I know it's technically pretty much like us, Midlands. Ish. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the yeah, name? Yeah, that's of, a crazy story. The, have you seen the name of the team? I think like it was something like Bull's Head, something or other like that. The name of the pub, if you want to check them out, is Bull in the Barn. I mean, I don't know the last time I was ever in Shrewsbury. Actually, I do. I've never been to Shrewsbury in my life. But that's just rude to show his bit eyes from you. That's very disrespectful. I don't know. Why would I ever had a need to have gone to Shrewsbury for? I don't know, but Roberto Carlos summed this up pretty well. Have you seen a quote that he gave? I saw this on the BBC Sport page. He said this, I'm excited to play football in the barn in Shrewsbury, paying homage to when I nearly signed for Birmingham City in the 90s, which is very close by. I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> Is he talking about the same Birmingham City, and he's just not getting them mixed up with Chelsea's nickname, the Blues? Can I can I just say, like, how does this quote paint them in a good light? Who the team or Blues? Obviously, Birmingham City. <laughs> it doesn't. I need to. I have to give this the context to you and listeners who probably don't know the story. This is pretty well known. Around the Midlands parts, Roberto Carlos was. Well, Roberto Carlos had interest from Birmingham City, as he has said. He also had interest from Aston Villa at the same time, mm-hmm. as well as Chelsea. Yeah. This was in 1995, obviously three years before the free kick that we all know about when he just announced himself. And yeah, what could have been? I mean, he didn't do too bad to the rest of his career. I mean, he did go to Inter Milan yeah, and then right. joined Real Madrid. And he is a World Cup winner. So, yeah. Can't complain he hasn't had a... But now he's, at the best, is it, now he's doing the best venture that he could ever have done. Exactly. Um, right. Before we finish, predictions league. I completely forgot about that. And we've been talking for 50 minutes. So, games this weekend. I'm back on predictions this week. It's been a while since I've done it. Uh, Everton versus Brentford is the first game I've gone for. Of course you went for that one. Uh, I'm saying Brentford 2-1. I've gone with the same scoreline, but I've given it the toughies. Oh, the toughies. Come on. They're going to get their first win under Frank. If you're going to say it, do the accent. No, I'm... Jesus Christ. There's one thing I'm not going to do, and that's the accent. Uh, game number two. It has to be our boys, Kidderminster Harriers, against wait, West Ham Wait, what United. was that? What? Sorry. I need to... Did no one else think you said has weirdly then? You said has? <laughs> what was that? Has? I said, <laughs> I said our boys. They did not sound like you said our. <laughs> so like has. <laughs> No, our boys, Kidderminster Harriers versus West Ham United. Ah, oh, no, no, for the culture, Kidderminster Harriers are winning this two-one. I've gone for Kidderminster to win one. Back the boys who, yeah, good lad. I was going to say, if you don't back them, you're a traitor. No, uh, the final that game is. in England. The final game in England I've gone for is Nottingham Forest versus Leicester City. Oh, this is close. And I'm so happy it's on telly. Why did I not put that in the standout fixtures? It's literally the only derby. Which, te- I mean, it's never seen as a derby between any of them two teams. It's a derby. Like, obviously, Derby Forest is the bigger one, but they're, they're all East Midlands. So, yeah. And you, you have a go at me when I do it on our podcast. Like, when we're talking this about This one's Premier actually teams. a derby. If you actually look at it, it's a derby? 
I mean, it is, but it's not seen as a derby between either teams that often. Well, I'm saying score. It's going to be 1-1 after the 90. And because there is extra time in this, no replays. Leicester are winning this on penalties. Okay. I'm going to have to... You forgot, didn't you? You forgot there were no replays. No, but you just made me have to write out on pens. I should have just got you to give me the penalty score. Anyway, I've gone for Leicester to win 2-1. First European game, I spoke about it, Joss. Barcelona versus Atletico Madrid. Do I want to back Xavi? No. 1-1. It's our first... uh, Similar scoreline, but I've gone with 2-2 in that sense. Respect to Desmond. Uh, yes. We now head to Germany for Borussia Dortmund versus Bayer Leverkusen. Good God. Uh, this, oh, I feel like it's the way it's always go 3-2 with a Dortmund game. Okay. Who are you going to go for? But I'm actually going to go 3-1. I'm going to change it. I'm 3-1. So, you didn't ever finish. I was going to say 3-1 to Dortmund. Okay. We nearly had our first perfect score of the weekend because I've gone 3-2 to Dortmund. It's the way. 3-2 is the way, but I don't think this will happen. Leverkusen haven't been the same. Mm. And then finally, it's the big one. The battle of the San Siro. Inter Milan, AC Milan. I'm going based on form, and I think Inter are going to win 2-0. I've also gone for an Inter Milan win, and I've gone for 2-1 in that one right uh, that is all this week uh, we will be back in our usual slot at the start of next week to round up all the FA Cup action and anything other talking points and the final to final. the African yeah the African final which we still don't know who the other team is because it's still bloody nil-nil well, I say, well, what I'm seeing of this first up period of exercise Egypt are dominating <laughs> I mean that doesn't matter because they haven't scored yet it's when Cameroon went on penalties. <laughs> exactly. And this being the podcast sorry is going to make you look silly. <laughs> if Cameroon win on penalties, you're going to look stupid for this last bit. We already look stupid. We're talking about a game that hasn't happened. I'm giving running coverage of Carlos Guerra. I'll go on a mad one. Yes. Anyway, make sure you like and subscribe. Like I said at the start, whether you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify or Acast. Follow us on Twitter at OffTCPod for all the latest news and stories from around the world of football. And... Make sure you are subscribed to us on YouTube as well for clips from this podcast. And until next time, we'll see you soon.